Hello and welcome to Saints Live, the final whistle. I'm Steve Forbes. I'm Kenzie Benali. And it was a spirited comeback to level in the second half, but it was always going to be tough with 10 minutes Stamford Bridge as Southampton lose 3-1 to Chelsea in the Premier League. Now here to discuss all the action and indeed drama from this afternoon is Dean Hammond and Adam Leach. Gentlemen, we've got lots to dissect. Dean, let's come to you first. What were your general thoughts from the game? In full, Steve, I thought Southampton were excellent. Uh, I thought they were very, very unlucky. Um, up to 70, 75, 80 minutes. Very, very competitive. Um, even, I thought the game plan um, worked in terms of pressing Chelsea, unsettling Chelsea. Um, and Chelsea are probably just better in those vital moments, uh, and then important moments. You, you think of the, the second goal, a wonderful pass by Ross Barkley, and a great one, a run by by Werner, uh, just showed that extra bit of quality. But Southampton were very, very good today. You know, in, in times when they pressed the ball and, and won the ball back and then transitioned to, to try and attack um, the first half, decent strike by James Will-Prowse and almost header by uh, Theo Walcott. And then second half with the penalty and uh, at times looked reasonably comfortable, almost as if they had a bit more belief in themselves that they could have really taken the game more to Chelsea. But I feel for the players, I'm gutted for them because... When you go down to 10 men against a team like Chelsea, it's always going to be very, very difficult. Yeah, Adam, I mean, it is disappointing to lose two on the bounce, but we certainly can't accuse the players of not giving Chelsea a game for much of that match. No, I mean, it was a it was a good performance, really, and a, an awful lot of positives to take from it. It's a real shame that it that it ended up with yielding nothing for the, for the table. But I mean, there's I think there's a lot for Ralph to pick out about and a lot of learnings in there as well for Saints in terms of, the way they set up and the way they went about it, um, the the change that Ralph made at half time, which was really crucial. Um, I mean, if you were being completely honest, Saints did ride their luck a little bit in the first half. They could have been behind. Maybe, maybe they should have been behind, but they weren't. And the change made a huge difference. It really, uh, really caused Chelsea a lot of issues. Um, and actually Saints became more of an attacking threat as well in the second half. And let's be honest, the game really turned on the red card that made a massive impact obviously as dean said once you're once you're down to 10 against chelsea you are um yeah you are you are really going to struggle and the second goal for chelsea that's the kind of quality that if you spend an awful lot of money on players that's that's what you get you get absolute world-class players who can produce world-class moments to unlock tight matches and and that's what they have and the reality of the premier league is that that's what a handful of clubs have got and the others haven't. So the others just have to work and, and do their best against these teams. But when those moments of quality happen, there's not much you can do. So I think uh, there are plenty of positives to take from today's performance. And, and I, th I hope that Ralph and the players and the fans see that. Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. A very good afternoon to you from Stamford Bridge. Corner again from Chilwell from the right, flicked onto the back post, and they have the lead, Chelsea. Now Walker-Peters is having another go, inside and outside, gets the byline, pulls it back, and somehow it's been headed wide and over, kept in by Hudson-Odoi. This is like a 90-second minute of a cup tie. He chucks it to the back post, Werner header, 2-0 Chelsea. Now we are having a possible foul with VAR here. No goal. Diallo spreads it out to the right wing to Liberamento. Good builder from Southampton. Into the box against his four in the club. He's brought down. That has to be a penalty. Yeah, he's yes. Given it. He's given it. 
Saints trailing by a goal. Can he bring them level? Ward Prowse scores! Sends Mendy the wrong way. This was a World Cup winner, Euros. Oh, now Ward Prowse could be in trouble. He was trying to get the ball off Thiago. And he's got booked. Are we going to have a possible red card here? Oh, no. I think he's going to change his mind. And he has got the red card out into feet to Barkley, who's dropped off the front and he just looks up. Right-footed, angled ball. Works as Pilicueta, it's brilliant! And Werner taps it home, first time. You know him all, yeah, he's Chelsea trying all. to put the game to bed. Low ball across. Did it go in and out? It's off the crossbar. Somehow hasn't gone in. And then a remarkable save by McCarthy. That was some passage of football, but it might have gone behind the line. Well, Dean, let's start from the beginning, shall we then? Saints obviously went in 1-0 down at the break, but how would you assess the first half overall? Well, I think like Adam's just touched on it, moments, uh, Southampton rode their luck with the, the VIR decisions and, and the disallowed goals, but I think both were rightly disallowed. Um, but in general play, Southampton against Chelsea, there wasn't much between the teams. There really, really wasn't in terms of the quality of passing, the quality of the organisation, the quality of the press from Southampton was excellent, but it's just those vital moments in both boxes, I think, are costing Southampton at the moment. An example of that is, is the first goal. I think it's just a lack of communication and a lack of um, concentration, really. I think Chalaban wouldn't have been a... He wouldn't have had a designated marker, put it that way. He wouldn't have expected him to maybe come up from set pieces. And when that's happening... As an individual, you've just got to see that and, and communicate to your teammates for someone to pick him up. He's kind of had a free run behind James Ward-Prowse. And then moments are really, really important. Um, but I thought Southampton were pretty good. Um, they had moments themselves. Like I say, the strike from James Ward-Prowse was excellent. Um, uh, Cole Walker-Peters and Nathan Teller at times were combining and breaking pretty well. I thought Nathan Redman in the kind of as a 10 and an attacking position centrally looked reasonably lively to, uh, today. Theo Walcott, could he have done a little bit better with his header? So there was moments again, and I think that's just the difference. The general play as a team is really, really good, and it was good in the first half, but it was just those vital moments and, and probably why Chelsea went in at 1-0 up. Well, Chelsea had a goal ruled out by VAR just before half-time. Thomas Tuchel certainly didn't like the decision and got booked for his complaints about it. Adam, what did you make of it? Yeah, he definitely didn't like it. Um, well, I think there was two things you've got to look at with it. First of all, was it a foul? And then secondly, had enough time passed that the play should not be brought back? Uh, I think on the first of those questions, was it a foul? Yes, it was a foul. Um, it it was one of those, it's slightly soft, but it's a foul and, and simple as that. Then you say, okay, with the rules as they currently are, has enough time passed? I think that the technicalities, has the defence had a chance to reset? I think you'd probably argue that they did because there was two crosses that came into the box subsequently and, and the one that led to the disallowed goal, um, the, you know, there was it was appalling defending from Saints because they had all the time in the world to deliver the cross that the Werner put, put home. However, if, if it's for me personally... It shouldn't stand because it was a foul and it did lead to a goal. I wonder if if Tuchel's response is more that actually in the technicality of the rules, it was probably fairly borderline, I would say. So Saints, I think it was the right decision for me, 
but it was it was borderline enough that you could understand why Chelsea would be annoyed. And I think had it been the other way around, I think Ralph would have been similarly annoyed had that been disallowed for Saints as well. Well, it certainly felt like a real turning point in the match, didn't it, Dean? What did you make of that VAR decision to rule out Werner's header? Well, I agree with everything Adam said there. I, I think it's it's definitely a disallowed goal. Um, I think it's a foul on Carl Walker-Peters to start with. I think he catches his ankle as Carl Walker-Peters is trying to protect the ball and, and turn. One, you could question mark why McCarthy was trying to play, play out at that point um, when the team wasn't set and Carl Walker-Peters was under pressure. Um, and I actually thought the goal was going to get disallowed for, for a second foul on Liveramento at the back post when Lukaku was climbing all over him. I thought that's what the Southampton players were complaining about. So there's two moments within the move that you think, OK, there's two fouls there, the goal could be disallowed. But also, Adam makes a great point. Even though the guy, the, the, there's two fouls there, Southampton have not reacted particularly well. There was a chance where I think Livramento's on the floor. I think um, Cole Capitas or Oreo Romero could have got out to the ball and pressed the cross and didn't. Kind of laboured a little bit and allowed the, um, the cross to come in. And then Werner, you wouldn't expect him really to outjump Salasu in, in that moment to get a good header on and score the goal. So there's a little bit of luck with it, but I think it is, it's it's a foul on Cole Capita, so the goal should be disallowed. Well, VAR didn't need to get involved in the decision to award Saints a penalty in the second half. Adam, what was your view on the challenge by Chilwell on Livermento? Because it looks stonewall to me. Oh, it's as nailed on a penalty as exists in the world. <laughs> there's, you can't get more of a penalty than that. I mean, when you see a Premier League footballer not even argue with the referee when, when a penalty is awarded, you know how stonewall it is as a penalty. Uh, it was just, it just all happened a bit too quick for Chilwell, given his positioning. And he, and I think he just panicked, felt that he, he needed to jump in without really, I don't think, any real prospect of ever getting anywhere near the ball. Um, yeah, and, and an absolute stonewall penalty. And I mean, it's, uh, the, and Prousey delivered what we expect Prousey to deliver nowadays. I mean, he's, yeah, he's he is the number one penalty taker. Um, we know in the past, it's been, perhaps the penalties haven't always gone his way, but he's he's got the extra maturity now. I think he knows what he's doing when he steps up to, to take the penalties now. And we saw the goalkeeper jumping around on the goal line. I never quite get that because it rarely ever, that rarely seems to be a tactic that I've ever seen work. And it certainly didn't. Perhaps he just kept his eye on where he was going to put it and buried it. So yeah. And, and probably at that point, even though Saints had ridden their luck in the first half for the second half performance, that was well-deserved. They deserved to have scored in the second half. So I think it was, uh, it was kind of justice really. Well, Dean, let's talk about Livermento now then, because we spoke pre-match about him coming up against his former club today. How did he do for you? Because a lot of our attacks were, were coming down the other side, but great work from him for the penalty. Yeah, I thought he was quiet first half, um, quiet as he's been all season. But I think that was down to the um, attacking threat of Chilwell. I think there was moments that pre in previous games, when it hasn't been against his previous club, there was moments where he headed it today and other times he would have brought it down on his chest and then tried to keep possession or go on one of the, the long runs that he goes on. Didn't quite happen first half for him, but he did fine. Defensively, he was good. I remember one unbelievable tackle against hudson Adoy when he'd given the ball away but run the full length of the pitch to win it back was, was fantastic. And second half, more inferential. And I think that came down to the change of shape. I think being able to 
put Oyo Romao as a, almost as a centre half holding midfield player, allowed the fullbacks to push higher up the pitch, and he had more touches in Chelsea's uh, final third. And for the penalty, you know, he got Chilwell faced up. And what he does is brilliant. He has that kind of touch where he goes past someone and then he gets a quick second touch in. So he draws a lot of fouls or he gets away from people. And it's a, it's a, re- it's a brilliant skill. It really, really is because he's very, very quick. Um, so, yeah, he did fine today, but he had a, a good test against Chilwell. I thought oh, that was an enjoyable battle. Them two played very, very well today. Well, I want to get both of your opinions now on a decision that will probably spit, split the opinion of both supporters and pundits alike. And that was James Ward-Prowse being sent off after a VAR review. Adam, what did you make of it? Uh, I feel a little bit like the other one as well, Steve, like the VAR goal. I, I feel like I feel like it's it does feel sort of harsh. Because, but you kind of need to leave aside your judgment that you know what Prowse is like and you know that he's not a malicious player and you know that he would not be deliberately out to hurt an opponent um, against the fact that it doesn't look all that good. And I think the problem that you do get when VAR intervenes is that all those sort of borderline red cards, which I would say this was borderline, it was, it was 100% a yellow it was it was in the end of a very serious yellow or a very light red, if that makes any sense at all. It was quite borderline. But when you start slowing it down uh, and you look at all the angles and you just have that freeze frame on VAR of the moment of impact, it just looks so bad. And, and as soon as the referee is sent to the monitor, you, you kind of it's inevitable. Your fate is virtually sealed before he even makes his way over there. Um I think I think if I was looking at it 100% neutrally, I would say borderline, but probably just about a red card. But I do think when you know Prousey, when you're invested a bit more in, in, in him and knowing him as a character, you feel like it's quite harsh, but probably the right decision. Yeah, Dean, Adam said there, it didn't look malicious in, in real time, but when the referee was told to go and view the monitor, I think we all knew what was coming. Yeah, I think as soon as the referee goes towards the monitor, he's always going to change his his decision, which is unfortunate. But I'm 50-50 on it. I really am. But because, obviously, I know what Prout is seeing. He's seen that pass from Mendy and he's, he's seen it from a long way off. So his eyes have lit up to be able to press Jorginho and get close to him. And if you look at it in slow motion, I agree with Adam. It's definitely a yellow card. It's definitely a foul. Is it a red card? I think it's 50-50 because as he comes in, his feet is not off the floor. His foot touches the floor before he touches the player. Whether that makes a difference or not, I don't know. Is it serious foul play? Potentially. The reaction of Jorginho doesn't help, you know, in terms of his reaction and rolling around on the floor. But you know he's not hurt because he's looking up at the referee. So he's definitely not hurt. Um, But I think you need to appreciate the area of the pitch as well. I think that should come into play. You know, James Ward-Prowse is, you know, he's not preventing a goal. You know, he's not thinking, right, I need to hurt this player because he's breaking through midfield. He's just trying to honestly win the ball. But I can understand why he's given the red card because, like Adam said, when you watch it from three different angles, slow motion, the pressure of the crowd, Chelsea at home, once he's gone to that monitor, unfortunately, there's only one decision. 
Well, those of you watching along uh, with us on the final whistle are having your say on social media as well. So uh, let's read a couple of those out now. Paul Shears has said, it's not harsh, it is a red. Thought we played much better today. Tough start, but it will get better. Philip has said, Prousey got a little over-enthusiastic, sensing a possible goal-scoring opportunity. And Adam Harris has also uh, had his say. He said, done okay playing against European champions, sending off for us, done it. Uh, yeah, that did change the game, didn't it, Adam? Uh, two go goals late on to win it for Chelsea, but the, the goal from Werner was was a goal of real quality. Absolutely top draw. Real, real quality. Um, and, and as I said at the top of the show, that's what real quality can do to you. You can play as well as you want and, and they, they can still unpick you. And I think even had Saints had 11 on the pitch, it's when, when world-class players produce a world-class moment, there's not much you can do to stop it. You can have the best setup you want. You can be as determined, as disciplined, as organised as you want. It actually, in the end, doesn't matter. And that's kind of, that is also why we love watching sport, because we love the moments. It's all about the moments, isn't it? It's all about the ones that you talk about with your friends and family and the things that you really enjoy watching. And we saw one of those moments there. It was just absolute top quality. Um, the third goal... Yeah, I mean, less so. It was obviously a scramble. It was kind of, you wondered how it hadn't gone in. And then obviously it had gone in, it turned out. Uh, but the game was up for Saints by then. So it didn't really matter. And I guess at least if you had to lose the game, when you lose it to a moment of absolute brilliance, you almost can't have too many complaints about it because, because that is what these guys are paid for because they're the best in the world. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hasenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Ralph, after such a strong second half performance to get back into that game, how much does it feel like the result hinged on the sending off of James Ward-Prowse today? I think we did what we can do today. We really tried everything what we can do to, to make it as tough as possible for them. And yes, I think we did it in, in, for a long time. And it's just in the moment where you could feel okay, now in the end we have more to give, we can we can maybe hurt them really that we take three points and the red card was coming and at that moment you know that it is getting tougher because yeah, it's, it's, it's with 11 difficult to defend, with 10 even more. It's such a big part of your game to try and win the ball high up the pitch. Do you think the fact that the incident is so far from Southampton's goal, should that perhaps give Prousey the benefit of the doubt? Uh, he knows that he, he has... Uh, made a mistake there I think uh, but it is our way of playing sometimes that we are trying to win balls high up the pitch um, but uh, yeah this is a pity because uh, um, he, he is out and hopefully he's not too long out now for us because he's an important player for us well, we've got a two-week break now before back-to-back -back home games against Leeds and Burnley Dean, what have Southampton got to do to get these first three points in the league on the board? Not a, a lot different, Steve, to be honest. I think overall the performances at the beginning of the season have been good. Um, the, 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 the tough start obviously has been difficult, but there's been some excellent performances and results within that. I think the disappointment and maybe frustration has come from the Wolves game. But before that, there was a real positive vibe around the place. So one result doesn't change anything. There were some excellent moments today. Um, but I think a little bit more clinical and not necessarily with the finish, because I don't think we've had the chances to score many goals. I think it's clinical in terms of creating chances. And that's where this two-week break, Stuart Armstrong getting a little bit more fitness, 
Um, his international call-up will maybe help him. He can get a couple of games to Scotland or a good training camp and then come back, you know, with his condition a bit better. And I think he does bring that extra bit of quality that will, will help Southampton. But there's not much wrong. There really isn't. But this is an important stage. And back-to-back home games against, like you say, Burnley and Leeds is a great opportunity to almost almost kickstart the season, really, in terms of results. Yeah, Adam, are the players going to look at this as, as more winnable games coming up? Uh, yeah, they, they have to. I mean, I think uh, to answer the question of what, what the Saints need to do, I agree with Dean. It's not a... Um, they don't really need to do an awful lot differently. It's it's going to be for them about handling the pressure because they're going to be under a lot of pressure because they've, they've gone seven games, they haven't won, they're just above the relegation zone. They're going to be playing a couple of games back-to-back at home against teams they know they can beat, teams that could be in and around them. Um, and they've got a run of five games in the, in the Premier League that actually are, are much more kind to them and much more winnable and they know that now that they have to yield some points otherwise it's it's a very difficult season um so it's dealing with that pressure obviously it also will be without James Ward-Prowse for a little bit of time I think on reflection I suppose you don't want to be without Prowse but but he's he's played a lot of games over the last few years he's obviously had a few uh, you know sort of injury illness problems recently as well um a little break till the end of the month might actually do him some good because he, he he's been good but maybe not quite the player he was last year because of all that and maybe I, i'm trying to put a positive spin on this perhaps but a little bit of a freshen up for him might also be good but for saints that is an opportunity for somebody to come in and state their claim um in the team and a challenge as well to to do without one of their most consistent and best players over the last couple of years. So it's going to be difficult because there's pressure, but Saints should take heart from their performances. The only thing now is that we flip a little bit like we did for the Wolves game, where you go from being the underdog because you're playing Man United, Man City, Chelsea, where it's okay to sit deep and kind of in the back of your mind, subconsciously it's okay to lose as long as you put in a good performance to games where the pressure is on you to go out and perform and be the team that are winning. Um, that didn't go great against Wolves. And obviously that's what they need to address now going forward. And and they've got, but they've got the, the resources to do it really when you look at the squad and you look at how they're playing. So yeah, for, for me, it's, it's don't change too much, uh, but make sure that mentally the, the team are prepared for the challenge that lies ahead. Most definitely. Well, Adam Dean, a joy to have you both with us as always. And Adam, lovely to have you back here as well on Saints Live and the final whistle. Well, as we've mentioned, it is the international break up next. And when we return, we will be hosting Leeds at St Mary's Stadium. That's on Saturday the 16th. We look forward to seeing you then. But until then, have a great couple of weeks and we'll see you soon.